Does the thought of calling parents and discussing your concerns about academics or behavior just make you feel queasy? Do you feel uncomfortable talking to parents about your concerns? Hey, we have all been there. Let's talk about what we can do about it. Welcome to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, episode 20. Today, we're going to talk about discussing with parents our concerns in a respectful and supportive way could look like. Hi, I'm Jessica Curtis of Teaching Struggling Learners. I'm a boy mom and a veteran teacher. You're listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, where we talk all about helping students succeed academically, socially, and behaviorally. Thank you so much for tuning in. As teachers, most of us go through years of schooling to become teachers. We take classes on behavior management and ways to teach the different subject areas. We learn strategies and philosophies. But I don't know about you, but none of that really prepared me for my first day as a teacher watching parents drop off their kindergarten babies for the first time. I watched as parent after parent walked their child to the classroom, gave them big hugs and kisses, told them that, you know, you got to be brave and, you know, practically shoved the kid through the door. And then those parents walked out of sight of the classroom and broke down in tears themselves. That moment as a brand new teacher made a huge, strong impression on me. I realized for the first time in my incredibly naive life that those parents were entrusting us with their hopes, their dreams, their lives. Yeah, I hear myself and it sounds melodramatic, but am I wrong? because I don't think I am. Those parents had cared for those kindergarten babies every day, mostly by themselves, up until the day they left them in that classroom with a stranger, trusting that that stranger will make sure that the student is safe and cared for and that they learn all the things that they need to be successful. That is a huge responsibility that teachers bear And I hadn't really grasped that until that very moment on my first day as a teacher. Why am I telling you this story? Well, because that moment has had a profound impact on every parent interaction that I've had in my career. In that moment, I realized how important it was to speak to every parent as though I am speaking about the most precious thing in the world. Because honestly, to that parent, I am. I honestly believe that that insight is why I tend to have good relationships with the parents that I work with. You can too, if you, if you work at that communication process. Now, obviously, no teacher wants to have to contact a parent about concerns that they have about a student. But, you know, it is part of the job. I've known a lot of teachers who put off parent phone calls until they can't. They've put off sending home notes or emails until they really don't have a choice anymore. 
And I've also known teachers who seem to have all of their parents on speed dial and seem to always have one or another parent on the phone. I like to hit think, <laughs> at least think, that I hit a good compromise between the two types of teachers. That being said, those first phone calls about concerns, especially if I hadn't had a chance yet to make a relationship with the parents, were so nerve-wracking for me. So what's a teacher to do? When I was ready to make those calls, I always made sure that I had good notes about the student, including at least three things that the student could do well, or, you know, things I could say about the student that were positive in some way. I used to keep a little quote notebook on my desk, and when a student did something that was cute or funny, you know, something cute, I tried to write a note about it so that I could remember to tell the parents later on. That notebook has saved me so much when, I, when I've had to have difficult conversations with parents. I think that being able to relate a funny story, something cute about their child, it helped those parents to know that I saw their child as a whole person, not just, I, I didn't just see the deficits or, or the issues that I was calling about. When I called parents for the first time in the school year, I tried really, really hard to have the first contact be a really positive one. I've never been one to do the, you know, the before school letter or like postcard, those kinds of things. Honestly, because time just gets away from me, even though I really love the idea and I've, I've really appreciated it when the teacher did it for my kindergartner last year. Maybe next year, maybe that'll be my year. Maybe I'll get it together. But even if I miss the boat, you know, repeatedly on that one. I did try really hard to email or call about something good that I noticed about the child the first week of school. But the first week is the first week, and it's the first week, and things get away from us. And also there's this thing called teacher tired. And I am an adamant believer in not giving out my personal number to parents. So unless I was going to start sleeping in my classroom, which sounded tempting, honestly, there were some students who had a longer wait for that first good contact. On the very rare occasion that I hadn't contacted yet or hadn't contacted in a while, those concern conversations that I had to have were very, they stressed me out. No one wants to be the bearer of bad news. And it always just tugs at my heart when the bad news is about that, that parent's child. On those occasions, I always started with the good, of course. It was always pretty easy for me to think of some good things to say, especially about how quickly the student made friends, was showing off their running skills at recess, or maybe they loved to take attendance to the office for me, those kinds of things. Whenever I call parents, I make sure I start and end with positives. I don't do this to be, you know, fake or hide the reality of it. I do this because I think back to how precious those kindergarten babies are to their parents and that the parent is going to focus on the concerns. But I want them to know that the deficits are not all that I see or that the school sees. I know that has to be comforting to parents, and I think it helps them 
just get on board with allowing us to provide extra supports when we need to. I also try to have concrete examples of what I'm talking about when I discuss deficits with parents. Most parents don't know the the teacher jargon that we're used to using. So giving them concrete examples relating to their child, it really helps them to understand what your concerns are and what you would like to do to solve the problem. That leads me into my next thing. I always had a problem and how I would like to solve it ready for parents when I called. I made sure that I never called a parent with just a concern and left it at that. I always had a solution in mind to discuss so that parents knew I was on the case. Many times over the years, parents wanted to know what they could do to help their child. Please don't brush this off or tell them you'll handle it or the school will handle it, that kind of stuff. For so many parents, education is very important and they want their child to have the best opportunity possible. So when a parent asked that question, I was ready. (laughs) I loved it. For any reading-related concerns, asking the parent to read to the child for 15-20 minutes a day, you know that's going to help the student gain skills. Depending on the grade and the severity of the issue, I sometimes ask parents to have the child read back to them or, you know, maybe work on flashcards, whatever. The point is, we teachers have enough on our plates And we want to make sure that we're encouraging parents to take part in working with the student so that the child has that much more of a leg up. So those are a few ways that I help to make the phone call a little bit easier on everybody. What other tips and tricks do you do to help make that conversation productive? You know I want more input on that one. Thank you so much for listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, episode number 20. Leave me a comment, send me a message. I'm on Instagram at Teaching Struggling Learners. And I'd love it if you would rate the podcast on iTunes. That helps other people find it. Plus, you know, it lets me know what you're thinking. Until next time, may your coffee be strong, your weeks short, and your parents supportive.